Welcome back to another episode of This Week at Wick. Welcome to the windy hills of Tawau. My name is Sun Kim, and today we'll be with Sparge. Hey, guys. It's hey. me again. Yeah, it's episode 12, and let's start directly into Casual Talks with the Co-Host, because it's getting really, really cold these days. I mean, okay, in Korea, I feel like fall is for a week. I feel like Korea, it, it it's, what, like 77% winter, and then just... And then winter, 77% winter, and then the rest of it is just a mix of all the other seasons. Right. But, yeah. It's, it's basically winter now. Speaking of winter, Frozen 2 is going to... Oh, my God. Okay. Now, like last week, we have a guest segment from Grade 9. Take it away, guys. Hello, CI. This is Jenny from 9th Grade. And for this segment, I'll be talking about clubs. In particular, I interviewed the freshmen because it is their first year joining any club. And I was curious in why they have chosen each club and since they do not have any experiences with them. I asked questions like what clubs they have chosen for Wednesday and Friday, along with how they are feeling about their clubs currently. So without further ado, let's get right into the interviews. What club did you choose for Wednesday? For Wednesday, I chose Interact Club. So for Wednesday, I chose 4 and 6. I chose um, Interact Club. Oh, why did you choose them? Um, because I think I'm more of like a person that likes to write and read. And uh, the Interact Club gave me an opportunity to publish a book with my name on the cover. So I thought it would be a really good experience. And also, there was direct um, serve. I could provide direct service by actually going to those centers and helping people in need, like such as like really old people or people that are disabled. So I thought I can also provide direct service and at the same time, like do things that I'm interested in. So I thought it would be very good. Because I believe like Born Tix could be a good club for my future. Speech and debate could be something to improve my English skills. I thought it would be valuable for my future. Um, first of all, I thought helping other people would be very fun and interesting. And also, a lot of my friends signed up, so I decided to sign up for Interact. And what club did you choose for your Friday? My Friday club is Amnesty. Well for Friday, I chose Big Data Club. For my Friday club, I signed up for Amnesty. Oh, why did you choose them? I chose this club because um, I was interested in looking at global issues and I was looking for ways to provide direct service to those um, people and Amnesty gave me a, a opportunity to like like write letters directly to the government or the countries that are like suffering through global issues or like discrimination and stuff so I thought that would um, fit my interest and also would be a good way to pro provide service because it's something that you really have to use your mind on and basically gets you smarter I think and I signed up for Amnesty because um, I think also helping people is a good thing to do. And I'm also interested in debating. And I think that the topics that Amnesty covers also has a relationship with the debate topics. So I thought it would be nice. Um, lastly, overall, are you happy with your choices of club? Why or why not? Um, to be honest, I didn't have a chance to go to my interact club yet <laughs> because I had to go to volleyball practice around up. But I think I enjoy um, Amnesty more than I thought I would because we also have a opportunity to compete in a global issue competition and they would give us like certificates and we can actually 
do a long-term project, so I think I'm satisfied with what I chose. Well, I'm really happy with my choices because um, uh, the sophomores and juniors are really helping me out with the ones I'm struggling. I think I'm happy with my choices because of the club people are nice and the things that they're going to do seems interesting. that was it for the interviews. It was really interesting to hear what clubs these freshmen have chosen and the reasons behind it. I'm glad to hear that most of the people chose clubs that they, are actually, they can actually enjoy and have fun being part of. Thank you for listening to my segment and hopefully see you all again. Thanks, guys. This week we have Mark Lee bringing us another Lit Picks. Take it away, Mark. Hi guys, welcome to another Lit Pick by Mark Lee, your library radio man, as usual. So, today we're going to be covering The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown. Uh, if you don't know who Dan Brown is, he's not essentially one of the most famous, but he's still a great mystery fiction writer. He's a writer who writes exclusively mystery fiction, and a lot of his novels focus on Robert Langdon, who is this Harvard symbologist. Now, for those of you who don't know what a symbologist is, he or she is a person who studies symbols and tries to identify the meaning within them. So Langdon specializes in looking at symbols, trying to find out what they mean, and connecting these symbols to create a powerful code or message. Often, what Dan Brown's pieces do is they incorporate messages hidden in actual artworks like the Mona Lisa or the or Dante's Inferno, in uh, Brown's book Inferno, he covers the text Inferno specifically, but there's a lot of messaging and symbolism in each of these texts, and so Dan Brown exploits that existing contemporary symbolism to develop a story within the framework of, you know, the, no- the, the novels that he writes. So in that case, we could also call this realistic fiction in that it refers to real organizations, real events, and real pieces of artwork. So in this novel, which is one of Brown's most famous, uh, Langdon is called to a mystery. And this time, he's not, you know, the detective or the investigator. He's not on the trail of something. He's being framed. Because the elderly curator of the Louvre, the Louvre Museum in Paris, one of the most famous museums of the world, has been murdered in a grotesque fashion. And he was supposed to have tea with Langdon the day before. But Langdon didn't come to the meeting. Neither did the curator. The meeting mysteriously did not happen and now the curator lies dead in his own museum. The police are after Langdon. He has to make quick choices consistently throughout this novel, and in the end, he is going to have to find out a hidden secret. Back from the depths of history, he is going to have to fish this secret out from the depths of history, and eventually he'll find out something that the world never knew. So, obviously, a lot of people, they uh, read Dan Brown, and they try to find out, you know, what kind of messages he's trying to send. And Dan Brown's often accused of being this writer that's trying to send some sort of message, especially religious messages, because uh, his books often cover a lot of religious uh, iconography and whatnot. But personally, I think the fun for me is in a mystery novel is when you 
finish a chapter because obviously Dan Brown intended that that chapter finish right there, right? So you finish a chapter and then you think about what implications does this have on what the mystery is? Are we any closer to solving the mystery? And I think you'll find that if you read the book the way, you know, I read it, which is, you know, go you go look at every chapter and then after every chapter you think about it for a second. You put the book down, you think about it and then you pick the book back up again. I think you'll find that it's a great book. All right, enjoy the book. It's going to be in the library. Good luck, y'all. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Now we're going to be doing birthdays because there are no, no events. events. Yeah. Wow, this, this episode, episode is like really, really short. There's actually See, I no tried events. to talk about Frozen 2 and then you say no. No, no, no. Okay, let's, let's talk about Frozen 2. Let's talk about Frozen 2. The Frozen franchise was a great success of Disney because it has it has been it had been going through some stumble throughs because it had a great success with originals like Lion King and everything, but then they were kind of struggling. They were trying to make remakes and everything, but now they came up with Frozen, and no one thought it would be a bigger success than any other movie in that year. But it was. When you hear "Let It Go," run because them kids will scream at your ears singing. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. And now it's <laughs> Frozen 2. Oh, did you hear the new song? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I, 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 in fact, I haven't been keeping up with it. I did hear it's being released soon, but yeah. when's the exact release date? I think November 18th. I'm not sure. That is not correct information. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Soon, yeah, soon, 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 TM. Um... Yeah, and then I and there was a teaser song, so it's like the Let It Go of Frozen 2, and it's called Into the Unknown. And then it's our wickedly talented Adele Dazeem singing Into the Unknown. Adina Menzel. Yeah. Now let's move on to birthdays. 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 From grade nine, we have Andy and Esther. From grade 10, we've got Liz Bay. And from grade 12, the wickedly talented Seinu. Happy birthday! Yeah, happy birthday, guys. Um, and congratulations to all of our Footloose members. They have finally completed their performances after months and months of hard work. Mm-hmm. What a great show, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, now that will be it for Tuao. This week at Wake. Um, uh, if you want to stay tuned, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Twitter at Wick This Week. Also, you can visit our website, tinycc Wick This Week. And subscribe to us on wherever you can get your podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, you can find us anywhere. And see you next week. See you next week, guys.